Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 28th. Today we are going to continue in Moses chapter 7 and we're going to continue looking at the God who weeps. Remember yesterday, God looks down and he sees everyone that's left after the city of Enoch has been risen up. He sees all his children who have ignored the prophets, who are refusing to repent. And Enoch testifies that God wept. And honestly, it seems to startle Enoch that God would be weeping. And he actually asks two different times, how is it that thou canst weep? He says, knowing what you know, being from all eternity to all eternity, knowing the end, how is it that you can weep? And then he goes on to explain, these people that you're weeping over are such a small portion of your creation. Why are you weeping over such a small group? Today, we're going to look at God's response and what it teaches us about who God is. Starting in verse 32, it says, The Lord said unto Enoch, Behold, these thy brethren. Now, I love that because Enoch asks him a question, How can you weep? How come you are sad? And human nature oftentimes is to point it back to ourselves, right? Enoch asks a question about him and it would be so easy for him to be like, well, I'm sad because I feel this way and I'm this and I'm that. He doesn't do that. It wasn't about him, which I love that. And I love what it teaches us about his nature. But he says, behold, these thy brethren, look at these people, look at your brothers, look at your sisters. And then he says, they are the workmanship of mine own hands. And I gave unto them their knowledge in the day I created them. And in the garden of Eden, I gave unto man his agency. So God is saying, look, this isn't about me. It's about the people. It's about your brethren. It's about my children. And then I love, he says, I gave them knowledge and I gave them their agency. This verse reminds me of 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 27 where it says, Wherefore men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them which are expedient unto man. And they are free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator of all men, or to choose captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil. So God, as part of his work, as part of his glory, gives us these two things. He gives us sufficient knowledge to be able to choose. He gives us the light of Christ and a conscience so that we can make good choices. And he also gives us our agency because it's not enough for us to just choose him out of not having options or not understanding. He wants us to want to choose him. Oftentimes I think of that gift of agency and how difficult that must have been for our heavenly father to give to us. In that council in heaven, he allowed the adversary to present his idea. Understanding and knowing that he would have children who would choose to follow Satan. Understanding that he would have children who would lose their opportunity to obtain glory. That must have been excruciating for him. We see here that he cares about the one. He cares about the individual. It didn't matter that two-thirds part chose good, that two-thirds part chose to follow him, that two-thirds part chose to come to earth and to experience the plan of salvation, how devastating it must have been for him to allow that third part to choose something else. And yet because he loves us so much and because his plan isn't just about training rats to run through a maze, but it's about growth. It's about learning. 
It's about becoming and growth and learning and becoming would be impossible without agency. He was willing to lose children. He was willing to let us come and to choose for ourselves. It reminds me of the hymn, Know This, That Every Soul Is Free, where it says, Know this, that every soul is free to choose his life and what he'll be. For this eternal truth is given that God will force no man to heaven. He'll call, persuade, direct all right, and bless with wisdom, love, and light. In nameless ways be good and kind, but never force the human mind. He wants us to choose him. He wants us to want to be with him. In his talk on grace, Brad Wilcox describes how he envisions that judgment day where he says, the older I get and the more I understand this wonderful plan of redemption, the more I realize that in that final judgment, it will not be the unrepentant sinner begging Jesus, let me stay. No, he will probably saying, get me out of here. Knowing Christ's character, I believe that if anyone is going to be begging on that occasion, it would probably be Jesus begging the unrepentant sinner, please choose to stay. Please use my atonement, not just to be cleansed, but to be changed so that you want to stay. I can imagine our Father in heaven with that same pleading heart to each one of us, please choose me. Choose my plan. Choose redemption. Choose repentance. Choose faith. Choose hope. Choose to use your agency in a way that will bring you back to me. I absolutely love this scripture about God being willing to give us our agency. As a parent, that strikes me differently than it ever has before. Because as a parent, I honestly would like to force my children to do what's right. I would like to force them to follow God's plan. I would like to force them to do everything that I want them to do. That sounds really good some days. But God-like parenting is to allow agency and to make sure that we give them knowledge. That agency was accompanied with knowledge because God understood that we would need both those things in order to be able to choose him. And then God goes on to say, And unto thy brethren... I have said, and also given commandment, that they should love one another, and that they should choose me, their father. How incredibly tender is that verse. I said unto thy brethren. I love that kind of subtle rebuke to Enoch. Because Enoch was saying, how can you be so sad about such a small portion of your creation? And God says, look, I commanded your brethren. This isn't just a small part of my creation. These are your brothers. And I commanded them that they should love one another and that they should choose me, their father. These are the two great commandments, right? These are the two commandments that all other commandments stem from. Choosing to love one another and choosing to love God. And God, seeing the earth, seeing that they weren't keeping these two great commandments, seeing that they were without affection and hated their own blood, hated their fellow men, hated God, it was devastating for him. Here we see and we begin to understand that every single soul is precious to our Father in heaven. And he gives us these commandments. He asks us to love one another and he asks us to love and to choose him so that we can return to him someday and so that we can become more like him 
Remember, this is all about creating a Zion. This is all about becoming of one heart and of one mind. But more importantly, it's about patterning that one heart and that one mind after his heart and after his mind. We cannot be patterned after his heart and his mind if we are not leading in love with our brothers and sisters. We can't pattern our heart and our mind after him if we are so busy judging our brothers and sisters that we miss the point in learning to love them. Being of one heart and of one mind that is patterned after God means that we too should weep for others. We see a God who loves his children so much that he weeps when they don't choose him and don't love each other. And my friends, if we are to be of one heart and of one mind with him, then we should weep as well when our brothers and sisters are turning their backs towards God and not loving each other well. God teaches us here who he wants us to be. He wants us to pattern ourselves after him, and he wants us to choose to become like him. But we can only do that as we become one heart and one mind patterned after his heart and his mind, weeping for those he loves, mourning with those who mourn, comforting those who stand in need of comfort. My friends, that's who God is. That's who God shows us he is in these verses. And that is who he wants us to use our agency and strive to become. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 